inform. Religious freedom is about people of faith being able to live out their faith, live out their convictions, no matter where they are. We equip. This is a battle of worldviews. And we activate. We also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. This is AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome to The Core here on American Family Radio. My name is Walker Wildman. So good to be with you today on the show. AFR.net is our website. If you want to go check out The Core podcast, you can go to our website, AFR.net. Right there on the homepage, you'll see a link to the latest podcast here for AFA at The Core. And you can also listen live on our website as well. we got a listen live button at the top right-hand corner if you're on our desktop version. If you're on a mobile device in your browser, you'll just have to scroll down a little bit. Uh, but nonetheless, we have a live streaming option on our website. I know many people that listen to the core at their uh, place of business. They just pull it up on their computer, put their headphones in, and listen to the show while they do other things. Uh, we got folks that listen on the app. And then, of course, we have a lot of listeners that listen on our radio uh, network, our FM radio network across the country. Over uh, 100 and uh, about right at 180 towers across the country in over 30 states broadcasting American Family Radio. Uh, lastly, I want to mention that we are live streaming the video on YouTube and Facebook. We are live streaming the video on YouTube or Facebook. Just type in AFA at the core. You'll find my show page there on both of those platforms and you can watch the video live on Facebook or YouTube. Just type in AFA at the core. Uh, we're going to have a special guest next segment. We're going to have on uh, Rebecca Weber. She's president and CEO of um, Association of Mature American Citizens, or also known as AMAC. We're going to have her on uh, the core to talk about some of the key issues that her organization is working through and working on on behalf of their uh, supporters and on behalf of the public. Uh, so we'll talk with Rebecca Weber next segment, President CEO of AMAC um, on the core here. We'll talk to her next segment, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, our scripture for the week is out of the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 1. Yes, last week we did uh, verse 1 and 2. This week we're going to do 3 and 4. And the way Psalm works, and well, honestly, the way much of scripture works, is that you got to have context. There's an old saying out there, context is king, meaning without context, you know, a lot of things don't make sense. So we got to have context here. Well, the context of this chapter in Psalm is the way of a righteous man. So that's the topic uh, that we're talking about here in Scripture. Scripture, uh, God's Word, in uh, starting in verse 3, describes a righteous man like this. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, who is he, the righteous man? In all that he does, he prospers. That is Psalm 1, verse uh, 3, and then 4 here. Verse 4 goes on to say that the wicked, so so we, we explain the righteous man and on the, on the, to the contrary, the wicked are not so but are like chaff that the wind drives away. So they, they're here and there, they're blown away, 
uh, whichever direction the wind is going. But a righteous man, he is like a tree planted firmly by streams of water. Uh, So our goal in this life is we should want to be like the righteous man that is planted firmly uh, like a tree by streams of water so that when the wind blows and when the storms come, we're not moved. We may be moved a little bit, but we're not uprooted. We stay intact. We stay rooted in God's Word with through the power of the Holy Spirit. So we should want to be like the righteous man that Psalm chapter 1 is describing there. So our scripture for the week is Psalm 1, verse 3 and 4. Hey, last week I had on Rob Chambers and Debbie Wuthnow on the core on Thursday of last week, and we talked about this uh, exciting new announcement, or this exciting announcement with AFA Action and iVoter Guide. So AFA Action is the 501c4 governmental affairs affiliate of AFA, American Family Association. Well, AFA Action has been partnering with iVoter Guide for uh, over a decade to produce the iVoter Guide, which is what many of our listeners, which is what I use when I go vote. I print off the voter guide, I study the candidates, and I go cast my ballot. Well, instead of these two uh, entities being their own unique entities, we've joined forces, and AFA Action has acquired iVoter Guide. So iVoter Guide is now a division of AFA Action. They are one entity, and I'm the chief executive officer of that entity, AFA Action. So now AFA Action owns the iVoter Guide product, and we brought their entire team, including Debbie Wuthnow, uh, under the banner of AFA Action. So we're going to head into these 2022 midterms, and we're, our goal is to educate uh, up to 5 million voters. In 2020, iVoter Guide had about 3.5 million users. Heading into 2022, we want to have at least 5 million users of the iVoter Guide. So that's what's uh, going on right now over at AFA Action. An exciting announcement there. If you want to read more about that announcement or you just want to donate to support the work of AFA Action, you can go to afaaction.net. afaaction.net is the URL. afaaction.net is the URL. And we need to build a grassroots uh, donor base over at AFA Action. It's a completely separate entity than American Family Association. Uh, so over at AFA Action, we have to do our own fundraising. Uh, so we need some small, uh, I love the grassroots donor base uh, that AFA has. We need to build the same thing over at AFA Action. So if you're feeling a little generous towards the year end, uh, feel free to head over to AFA Action and donate to our governmental affairs affiliate uh, as we head into the 2022 midterms. You know, uh, this this scripture really <laughs> describes much of what our world is going through. It's one verse in Romans, and it describes much of what our world is going through. And, of course, this is Paul writing in the book of Romans. And the uh, he says here in verse 22, talking about people who claim to be wise, he says, claiming to be wise, they became fools. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. And it reminds me of this story out of, um, this story is actually out of Breitbart, but it has to do with this FCC commissioner, or I'm sorry, this FCC nominee that President Biden is nominating to be the commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission, 
Her name is Gigi Son. G-I-G-I-S-O-H-N. And, you know, you thought Biden or Harris, they were radicals? Well, they have nothing on Gigi Son. She's a longtime left-winger and that has a history of actually making anti-First Amendment statements, meaning statements that are against free speech. And Biden has nominated her to be the commissioner of the Federal Communications Commission, which the way the FCC works, just to put it simply, is the FCC has five um, members at a time that preside over the commission, or they are part of the commission. There is typically two Republicans, two Democrats, and then the fifth one, which is basically the tiebreaker, is one nominated by the president, whoever the sitting president is. So you put Gigi Son on the FCC, this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well for our country. It's not going to go well for networks like the one you're listening to, American Family Radio. Just to give you a little background here, she uh, put out a statement Within in, in recent years, let me pull this tweet up. Here's what Gigi Son had to say about Fox News. And let me just remind you folks, Fox News might they might lean conservative, but they're not they're not a bona fide conservative outfit. All right. So Fo- we've seen the drift. All right. We've seen the drift. Fox News, they've been drifting for a while now. All right. Um, they've got uh Left-wingers on their network. You know, Chris Wallace was a notorious anti-Trumper. So was uh, Nel Cavuto. Um, so so that just puts this in in context here, all right? And so the reason I say that is because if you think, if Gigi Sean wants to take out Fox News, which I'm about to read her tweet, imagine what she wants to do to American Family Radio. You know, if Fox News doesn't cut it, well, AFR sure ain't going to cut it when it comes to having a strict biblical worldview. And uh, and her not liking that. Well, Gigi Son, this was her tweet about, uh, this is an October 28th, 2020 tweet. So a little over a year ago. Here is what she said. She said, for all my concerns about Facebook, I believe that Fox News has had the most negative impact on our democracy. She goes on to say in this tweet, it's state-sponsored propaganda with few, if any, opposing viewpoints. Where's the hearing about that? Talking about a congressional hearing. All right, so so context, remember, context is king. The context here is we're heading into, well, we're about a week away from 2020 election. October 28th, 2020 is when Gigi Sohn put that out. That is dangerous. Not only is that radical, that is dangerous. So Gigi saw in her view in this tweet that she was expressing is that Fox News should not be allowed to have a broadcasting license because she doesn't like what is going out over their airwaves. And folks, this is this is the utter hypocrisy. And we talk about having our priorities out of order. These left-wingers, boy, do they have their priorities out of order. 
All right, and here's what I'm talking about. So we've got we've got um, we've got Facebook over here, and Twitter, and all these other major monopolies. They're they're acting as publishers, even though they claim to be platforms. So they're playing this this game where they get protection from lawsuits because they claim, oh no no, we're a public platform. We're like a city square. We can't control what people say on our platform. So if somebody, you know, threatens to murder somebody on our platform and we just don't happen to catch it, we're not responsible. I mean, there's no way we can monitor and regulate billions of users. All right. So that's that's one side of the fence. Okay, okay, then you go over here. And you know, President Trump says things that Twitter and Facebook don't like on their platform. What do they do? They deplatform the president of the United States. So they regulate speech over here, but when they get sued, they go, oh, no, no, we don't regulate speech. There is no way we can monitor speech of all of our users. But you just did it right here. You just blocked the president of the United States from your platform because you just don't like him or for whatever reason you make up. And so they, they hide behind this, this uh, platform clause, but then they bounce over here and go, no, 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 we're a publisher. We fully control what's on our platform. So my, my, my reason of explaining that is that there are all kind of, uh, of communication issues out there that are legitimate legal issues that need to be addressed. But what is Gigi Son, the proposed FCC commissioner, worried about? She's worried about Fox News. She's worried about Fox News because she doesn't like what's going on on their platform. You want to talk about state-sponsored propaganda? Let's talk about CNN. Let's talk about CNN and their day-in, day-out badgering of anybody that's conservative that has a biblical worldview. They badger them and badger them. Over here, they promote, they defend, they fawn over the Biden administration. All right, so if if Fox News is state-sponsored propaganda, well, CNN sure is too. CNN sure is too. The reality is, is that we need a free and open internet. We need free and open communications, and that, that that's not just internet. We're talking broadcast media as well. We don't need radicals like Gigi Sohn getting on the FCC and then telling American Family Radio that we can't talk. So call your senator, tell them to vote no on Gigi's song. We'll be back in a few minutes. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When queried by the Pharisees concerning the greatest commandment, Jesus answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. He then said the second greatest commandment is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He didn't simply say you shall love your neighbor. He said Christ followers must love our neighbors as ourselves. Christian duty requires us to employ discernment and active empathy. We worship our Lord when we put ourselves in one another's shoes as we do life together and resolve misunderstandings. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. This is Raising God the Girls Minute with Patty Garibay of American Heritage Girls. 
Your daughter might balk at the idea, but successful relationships, especially young Christian ones, must take a cord of three strands approach. With God at the center of a relationship, the fruits of His Spirit like faithfulness and self-control can truly blossom. If inviting God into her relationship sounds like adding a third wheel, your daughter isn't alone. The age-old leave room for the Holy Spirit adage is something most teens laugh at, but when understood in the context of a faith-filled life, it's less of a punchline and more of a mindset. And hear this, if your daughter is ready to invite God in, but her beau isn't, empower her to stand firm in her faith. When the right godly man comes along, he'll want to honor Christ right alongside her. Like what you've heard? Learn more about empowering girls through the love of God at RaisingGodlyGirls.com. Every American ought to visit George Washington's Mount Vernon estate south of Washington, D.C. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. We're going to be going to Mount Vernon on one of our spiritual heritage tours coming up in June and September Wanted to let you know about these tours already because they will fill up quick. So, for all the information, go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com, spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to be going to Yorktown, Jamestown, and Williamsburg as well on a separate trip. So, so much rich American history there to be experienced. Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation is a nationally noted historian, and he's going to be with us along the way. SpiritualHeritageTours.com AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to AFA at the Core here on the American Family Radio Network. Hey, our video streaming platform that I've been teasing for the past probably four to six months is now live. So if you missed the announcement back early November, um, here it is for you now. AFA streaming is an online platform that will host and does host now all AFA produced video content from documentaries and church curriculum to our Cultural Institute series, it will all be available for online viewing on a user-friendly first-class website called AFA Streaming. If you want to know more about that, you can go to streaming.afa.net, streaming.afa.net. You'll be prompted there to either log in or create an account, depending on if you have an existing login or not. And once you've created an account, you can have a free account or you can donate monthly to AFA and get access to more content. If you donate a generous gift of any amount each month, you'll become a great commission partner, and you'll get access to all of the content there on AFA Streaming. So go to streaming.afa.net, check out the video platform. Hey, I kind of left you. I left you with a call to action, but you didn't know where to call last segment. So I told you to call your senator. Let them know that you oppose Gigi Son. We do not need her. She does not need, not, not only does she, does, does she not need, she does not qualify, and let me be more specific, Gigi Son does not qualify to be the FCC commissioner. Why? Because she has a very warped view of the First Amendment. She has a very warped view of the First Amendment. So 
we have a, an action alert built ready for you. We do a lot of, see, this is the, the benefit of listening to American Family Radio and supporting American Family Association is we do a lot of this heavy lifting for you. So we've built out an action alert on our website, afa.net. We've built out an action alert for you where you can contact your senator, where you can contact your senator. Um, so if you go to afa.net, you can see the link right there on the homepage, and you can email your senator. It takes you about three minutes. Type out your information, click send. You can email your senator directly from our system, and uh, and and you'll have that uh, done. You'll, you will have spoken to your senator uh, by going through our action alert system. Uh, so we have all the, the wording. We have everything built for you. You just got to key in your information and click send. And then your senator will receive an email from you as a voter in their state, uh, letting them know that you oppose Gigi Son for FCC commissioner. So go to afa.net to check that out. Hey, I want to welcome to the line special guest, first-time guest for the Corps, and that is Rebecca Weber, president and CEO of AMAC, Association of Mature American Citizens. Hey, Rebecca, welcome to the Corps. Hello there. Thank you for having me on today. Yeah, I'm so glad you came on, and I'm I'm still learning about AMAC, um, and so I've been reading up on 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 your work and what all you do. Uh, so I, now I'm pretty familiar with what you do and, and the great work that AMAC does uh, on behalf of all your members. Uh, but for our listeners out there who have never heard of the Association of Mature American Citizens, tell our audience maybe where you came from, how you began. That's always an important part of the story, and then what got you to where you are now. Oh, what a great question. Well, we are centered, AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is really centered on American values, freedom of the individual, free speech, our exercise of religion, of course, equality of opportunity, and we believe in the sanctity of life at all, at all levels, from natural conception until natural death, uh, rule of law and love of family, and we offer benefits at all levels. And the, the beautiful part about our story is that it was actually my father in 2007 that recognized that uh, our nation was making a, a shift to the left, and he recognized that um, people such as Dan Weber, who, who is the founder of AMAC, uh, recognized that so many people in this country were confronted uh, with leftist challenges to individual liberty and freedom, the free market. And so he went ahead and said, let's, let's form AMAC. There is another very large senior organization uh, that's much more, that that's, uh, seems to not represent the views of our AMAC members. We're 2.4 million members strong for $16 a year. You get money-saving benefits. But, you know, the real reason why people are joining the real reason is they like what we're doing, our advocacy. They recognize that their voice is important. It must be heard. And we're standing up for them in Washington on all of the issues, Walker. And it's been, uh, it's been, a, it's been a wonderful, wonderful, you know, nearly 15 years uh, of, of time being a part of this great group. Now, Rebecca, what's your, are you the daughter or the granddaughter of the founder? I am the daughter. I am awesome. the daughter. And I'll never forget the day when my father turned to me and said, Rebecca, we've got to form an alternative to compete with that other organization. And I said, let's get started. And it's been fun. So it was really just an idea by a regular average man, uh, you know, who was uh, middle America. But he just loved our country. I love our country. Uh, we're a family business, but we work so hard. We roll up our sleeves and we're doing the things that we know our AMAC members uh 
have told us over and over again that they care about uh, open borders. They care about our, our police and law enforcement. Uh, our, our national debt is out of control. We've got to do something there. So there's a lot that we do to to help seniors across the country. Yeah, well, that's so that's so encouraging, Rebecca, because it's it's I, I look at and I'm speaking uh, running. Uh, I'm speaking on on behalf of a family run organization because my grandfather, Don Wildman, started American Family Association. My father is the president of American Family Association now. And my brother and I are vice presidents. My sister has a role here at the organization as well. Um, but I look, I look at the statistics of, you know, how family-run organizations go, how they end up, how long they stay around, what the failure rate is. Um, and there's a lot of negative stuff you can read about family-run organizations, family-run biz- businesses. Uh, but, Re- Rebecca, I just want to congratulate you and your father for sticking to it um, and running such a great organization. It really is encouraging uh, to see family-run organizations thrive, uh, because that doesn't always happen. And I really, I really don't like the negative connotation that 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 comes with a family-run organization, uh, because non- I I agree. Non-family-run organizations fail too. All right, so it's not just family-run organizations that have issues. Uh, but nonetheless, I digress and move on. Um, hey, you you guys, I, I came across an article. You guys put out various news releases on various topics. Um, and I came across one rec- a recent uh, 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 press release that you guys put out on a topic that I really think doesn't get enough attention, especially during the holiday season, during the Christmas season, and that is elder fraud scam- scammers. Uh, so you got these scammers who take advantage of elderly people and steal their identities, steal their credit card information. Talk a little bit about that from your organization's perspective and maybe what you guys are doing to alert uh, elderly people and maybe caregivers as well to avoid that? That's a great question. I do think we all need to be aware of these fraudsters, regardless of our age. I do think especially the elderly are targeted. And one of the things that we recognize is um, the older people get, uh, they tend to become more charitable. Uh, and it may be because they're at a posi- in a position of life where they can give. And according to the FBI, we put this in our article, scammers uh, target seniors because they're trusting and polite and may have some financial savings. So what we've got to do is be aware that it exists and uh, not be too ashamed if it happens to us, speak to a family member or friend. But here's how it really works. Either your phone will ring and the caller will identify himself or herself as a, you know, representing a charitable organization. My advice is don't make a donation over the phone. Tell people that if you're interested in making a donation, you'd like their web address and you can do it there or that you'd like for them to send you something in the mail. You can do it there. This gives you opportunity to look into uh, what who the organization is and if these people are really, in fact, um, credible. Check check the phone number coming in. If it says, you know, no caller ID uh, or it may be junk mail. I'm sorry, uh, uh, you know, not a, not a valid phone call. Be wary of that. Mm-hmm. Um also, know that it could be somebody saying your relative, your son, your daughter needs help. Uh, so check things out. Don't don't react immediately over the phone. And then, of course, if you're on the Internet, uh, what I always do, and I've been I've saved myself many times is I check the URL address, which is the email address or the, the URL, the web address that uh, it's coming from. So if it's a if it's an email address, oftentimes those email addresses don't look right, mm-hmm. and uh, don't respond to an email that you're not sure of. Uh, you're better off waiting. 
so there's a lot of ways that seniors can protect themselves. One of the things that we're doing, Walker, to answer your question is we, uh, the AMAC Foundation is very focused on the issue of elder fraud, and they have created an elder fraud initiative. And what that means is we offer instructional and educational materials and seminars to help seniors protect themselves. So there's a guide for online protection. And we will be putting more and more up on our website. I encourage people to visit amacfoundation.org. That's A-M-A-C, foundation.org. And you'll see a variety of news and and information posted there. But it is a very, very real issue. And um, people can can take their time, take the proper steps to verify and confirm who's making the request for any type of charitable donation before you do that. Yeah, very, very good information there, Rebecca. Hey, uh, uh, last thing I, I want to ask you is um, I know you, you guys speak out on various issues um, uh, from critical race theory to education to, you know, immigration and border security. But what, what, what when you talk to your supporters and you get feedback from them, at least within the past 12 months, what is the issue? I mean, what are people concerned about? What are people thinking about? And what are people focused on when it comes to your audience? Thank you for asking that as well. There's a there's a variety of issues that are that are absolute, uh, you know, supreme, uh, and we're we're wholly focused on them these days. Today, people are concerned about election integrity. They're concerned about protection at our borders because they will understand that without without borders, uh, we have no sovereignty. We 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 must protect our borders. It's an issue that impacts all 50 states. Um, we need to reduce the national debt and, of course, defend our First and Second Amendment rights. Uh, AMAC will always remain committed to focusing on Social Security and health care. These are two issues that impact, um, especially impact seniors. And we recognize that if we don't do something uh, to, to ensure that Social Security is there in the future, uh, Seniors will see a reduction in benefits in the year 2033. That's only 11 years away. Uh, And we know that this is an issue that Congress must act and they must act soon. So we've developed a Social Security guarantee. We've got a number of great ideas that does not raise taxes and allows um, uh, for future beneficiaries to see a payment. So we'll remain focused there. But, you know, some of the issues of here and now are the, uh, the crisis at the border and, of course, our health care system, we've got to stop this reckless spending that we see occurring. Mm. Uh, and we, re- you know, because all of that, that is important and very urgent, um, working on a lot of issues, Walker. Well, you mentioned Social Security. And for that, I've got to ask, what is what is driving Social Security to be insecure? Uh, ironically, the name. That's what, great, what, what, that's what, is Washington, what is Washington doing to undermine the Social Security benefit? Yeah, well, first of all, what, they're not acting. They're not recognizing that there are certain things that are that are unfortunately a bit out of our control, and that is that there are um, more people collecting Social Security than there are working, workers. Uh, so, so there were 44 workers for every one person that was collecting Social Security on about in about in the late 1940s. Today, today, only three people. And we see that the birth rate is dropping. It's dropping significantly. What that means is that in the future, there will be fewer people that are paying into Social Security because it is the workers and businesses that are paying for benefits to be paid into the future. 
Mm. Uh, they're not taking this seriously. And what we're going to see is the trust fund, which is, um, you know, cash that has been building up over time, will be depleted. And once that's depleted, the money that comes in to pay Social Security will be the money that's paid out. And so we see this as something that uh, unless certain things are done here and now, uh, for today and for the future, we'll be in some trouble. So we're focused on that. We've got a great article that will be published on our website. Uh, there's a lot of information on amac.us on our Social Security Guarantee Plan, and you can find really great informative articles on our news app, the AMAC news app, which can be downloaded right on your smartphone. We've got a lot of information there as well. All right. Hey, Rebecca, keep up the good work with your team there. Appreciate you coming on, and we'll talk soon. God bless you. Thank you. All right. There you have it. That's uh, Rebecca Weber, President and CEO of AMAC, American I'm sorry, Association of Mature American Citizens, AMAC. Uh, they got a lot of great resources and benefits, by the way, at their website, at their website, amac.us, amac.us. You can check out more about their organization uh, there. Uh, Bobby, they are the conservative alternative to what? Um, an acronym called AARP. <laughs> That's what I was the, looking for. Yeah, the definition of which I don't even care to discuss. Um, uh, it's funny. We've back in the day, my wife actually had a discussion with one of their representatives and just said, "Hey, we don't believe what uh, what you all espouse." So, no, we. Mm. Please don't send us any more. <laughs> yeah, you so. know, that's it's it's so encouraging to see alternatives created. Alternatives created to uh, when you've got a monster organization that's really not sharing your values, not promoting your values, but wanting your money uh, to see mm, indeed uh, an alternative there is absolutely encouraging yeah. and great to do. And we need to support those groups. No doubt. Uh, when there's alternatives, we need to support them. Speaking of alternatives, American Family Radio is the alternative media outlet in America. I'm looking at this story now. You know, I was talking about Gigi Son and that radical that they're wanting to put in the FCC commission. Guess who is supporting her nomination? Newsmax and One America News. Yes, you heard me right. Newsmax, the, you know, like the, the Trump channel. The conservative alternative to Fox, Newsmax, they're supporting this communist to run the FCC, and so is One America News. We'll talk more about that and wrap up that topic after the break. AFA at the core. I'm Walker Wildman. We'll be back. In his image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality. I loved it. I loved how biblically sound it was, all the scripture to back it up. The testimonies were very powerful. If it's a prodigal child that has just run away, or one that's caught up in same-sex attraction, there's hope in Jesus. In His Image is now available on DVD and can be purchased in bulk to pass out to friends and family. Order today by visiting afastore.net. Hannah's Heart, a half-hour program specifically designed to encourage Christian couples walking through infertility and miscarriage. This is not a show that's going to promise you a certain outcome, but this is a show that says however God answers your cry, we know that He's enough. 
Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra White each Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. You can find the podcast at AFR.net. The church is growing big time in Latin America, and here's why. Hey, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International. If you follow groups like Barna who measure church growth in America, they'll tell you it's somewhat stunted. In fact, it may have even dipped here in America. But it prompts you to look at where is it growing around the world. It's in places like Latin America because people are willing to suffer for the gospel. Let me tell you about a church outside of Caracas, Venezuela. They are rescuing women who are kidnapped and forced into prostitution by the drug cartel. They're serious about this. In fact, one of the members was killed by the cartel. His corpse pulled behind a truck to make an example to other Christians to stay out of the way to the cartel. But I can tell you this church is focused on what they believe God has called them to. And they have led more than 100 women, former prostitutes, to faith in Christ. And these women are needing Bibles because they're non-existent in that part of Venezuela. Please, at $5 a Bible, make your most generous gift by calling 800-YES-WORD. 800-YES-WORD. Or give at sendbiblesnow.org. That's sendbiblesnow.org. Steve Russo with Real Answers. 16-year-old Ashley was tired of listening to people at school put themselves down, saying things like, no one likes me or I'm ugly. For just one day, Ashley wanted her classmates to know that someone thought they were beautiful. It took six hours to write over 1,900 sticky notes that said, you're beautiful. Ashley and a friend stuck one to every locker in the school. But she got busted by surveillance cameras, and there was talk of a three-day suspension. Imagine getting suspended for encouraging classmates to feel better about themselves. When teachers and students found out, they came to her defense. A few days later, a stranger from school told Ashley that she planned to kill herself that day, but Ashley gave her hope. Maybe that's why God's Word says we should encourage each other and build each other up. What can you do to encourage others? For information on books and other resources by Steve Russo, check out his website at realanswers.com. AFA at the Core podcast are available at AFR.net. Back to AFA at the Core on American Family Radio. Welcome back to the Core here on American Family Radio. You know, I left you with a cliffhanger there, and I wasn't making it up. I sure was not making it up. Definitely wouldn't intentionally mislead my audience here. Uh, so you heard me right. You heard me right. Newsmax and One America News, otherwise known as OAN who really took off during the Trump era as the alternative media outlets to Fox and CNN and MSNBC, well, um, they are supporting... They are supporting Gigi Son, the Biden nominee to head the FCC. They are supporting her nomination. No, they're not just neutral on it. They're not just kind of being quiet about her nomination and how dangerous it is. No, they are actively supporting her nomination. This is out of Breitbart. You know, if it wasn't for a handful of alternative media outlets such as American Family News, American Family Radio, Breitbart, for example, The Daily Caller, uh, you got The Daily Wire out there. There's about five to ten alternative media outlets that are really carrying the load here in this country. Without them, th- this news that you're getting um, from from these different outlets, without that news... I mean, many of us would be in the dark. We would really, we would really be in the dark about what's going on in our nation's capital, what's going on around the country. So I sure am thankful for alternative 
media outlets. And when you say alternative, you know, that can go a couple of different ways. But when I say alternative, what I'm talking about is out- outlets and websites and journalists that aren't carrying the water for the Republican and Democrat Party. I'm talking about journalist news outlets that are just reporting to you what's going on, reporting the truth about what's going on and not uh, just reporting on special interest things or whatever their donor says to report on or whatever Jeff Bezos says he should report on with the Washington Post. Um, These alternative media outlets really are uh, bringing the American public up to speed about what's going on in our country. So here's a statement from one America News spokesperson about them supporting Gigi Son. When questioned by Breitbart, quote, while we have a number of disagreements with Gigi Son, huh, yeah, you think? She has confirmed to us that she does not, nor will she, support the closing of cable or broadcast outlets based on ideological views. Boy, is that encouraging. That is so reassuring. She's not going to shut us down. <laughs> she may be terrible, but she's not going to shut us down. You talk about lower in the bar. Goodness. How naive. Goodness. Absolutely naive. Yeah. They go on to say the 1AN one, one or the OAN spokesperson, but she will support independent networks. A key reason we are supporting her as is. Well, what's the definition of independent networks? And what happens when OAN is no longer called an independent network? You know, what What then? And you want to talk about monopolies. Where is Gigi Son on, I don't know, like Disney that owns ESPN, CNN? Oh, I'm sorry, that's AT&T and DirecTV. <laughs> ABC. Yeah, there's the three or four monopolies that own the vast majority of your cable uh, networks. Where is Gigi sewing on them? But oh no no, Fox News is a problem. Fox News is a problem, which is their own, they're their own thing now. They're not even a part of the other Fox corporations like they used to be. Uh, Fox News is pretty much its own thing now. They separated, uh, but they're still a threat. They're still a threat to America. Um, as I mentioned, you know if if Fox News is a threat to the American Republic, according to Gigi Sohn, then. American Family Radio is an existential threat to the American, uh, uh, all the status quo in Washington, D.C. And we really just need free and open airwaves. We really just need less government. I mean, that's pretty simple. I don't really, there. we don't really need all these lawyers and politicians meddling around in uh, communications. Uh, outlets like American Family Radio, outlets like Fox News, outlets like CNN ought to be able to broadcast freely. They ought to be able to broadcast freely around the country because the alternative to that is China. The alternative to what we have now is China. And that's why uh, even Obama tried to meddle around in this. Uh, He was doing the, um, there was the regulation he was aiming for as it relates to regulating the internet. And I can't remember the the, uh, the name of what they called it, but it sounded so noble. Um, I'm going to look it up now. You, you, yeah, net neutrality. That's it. Thank you, Marty. So net neutrality, boy, does that sound good. Um, net neutrality was something that Obama really pushed for. 
And even it was a bad idea because it was getting the government more and more involved in how the internet operates. We do not need the internet. Uh, I'm sorry, we do not need, we need the internet. <laughs> we do not need these politicians and these unelected bureaucrats in Washington, D.C. meddling around and the internet. I mean, that's the last thing they need to touch because as I mentioned on my show, I mention it all the time. At least it feels like I do. Everything Washington, D.C. touches, I don't care whether it's Republicans or Democrats, everything they touch, they mess up. I mean, you can't name me one thing that Republicans and Democrats have have meddled with when it comes to lawmaking and policy that they haven't messed up. I mean, you, you got Obamacare, you got our open borders, you've got um, everything they do, they end up messing up um, quite literally. So we need less government and more free markets. That is the solution. Hey, uh, the D.C. mayor, she used to have a uh, spokesperson, still does, but a different one. Well, the the former spokesperson for Washington, D.C. mayor, Merle Bowser, that is the mayor, his name, her name, uh, her former spokesperson, his name, is uh, Victor Jimenez, or Jimenez, and he actually changed in the past probably six months. He actually moved from being a registered Democrat and being the spokesperson for the D.C. mayor, uber left-wing liberal, to now voting Republican and voting for Glenn Youngkin in Virginia. This is a story out of Western Journal. Uh, This is the writer here writing for westernjournal.com. My ears always perk up when a former progressive suddenly has a moment of clarity, says enough, and leaves the Democratic Party. Until quite recently, Victor Jimenez Jimenez, uh, served as the spokesman for the liberal mayor of Washington, D.C., Uh, This former spokesperson for the D.C. mayor, a Glenn Youngkin supporter, was interviewed by a Telemundo news reporter outside of his Northern Virginia voting location. Described as a voter in Arlington County, Virginia, Jimenez, speaking in Spanish, says this, quote, I believe that Biden turned me into a Republican. Biden is destroying the economy. Inflation is through the roof and everything is terrible, end quote. Uh, And the uh, former spokesperson for the D.C. mayor actually ended up going on Tucker Carlson as well to tell his story. But that's going on across the country. That is that is going on across the country, you know, because people they were sold this bill of goods. It kind of sounds like the vaccine. They were sold this bill of goods. Biden's going to be the uniter in chief. Biden's going to crush covid. Remember that? Who people bought that? Can you believe people bought that lie? No, people are saying, no, I can't. I can believe it. I can believe it. Look at our electorate. But um, we were told that Biden's going to bring, bring peace on the world stage. He's going to have, uh, you know, controlled rhetoric. No more angry tweets. No more trade wars with China. We're going to fix all this. We're going to bring the status quo and decency back to Washington, D.C., That was the bill of goods that we got sold. That was the bill of goods that we were sold. What do we got now? 
what do we have now? We've got an absolute disaster. We've got an absolute disaster. And so people are really changing their tune then uh, compared to their tune that uh, they took with them to the ballot box uh, in November of 2020. People sure are changing their mind and how they view President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris because things are not going so well. Things are not going so well on multiple fronts, and it's all at the hands of President Biden. You know, I was talking earlier about uh, the dangers of uh, going after the press, going after media outlets and trying to shut them down because you just don't like what they're saying. And I'll even admit, you know, MSNBC and CNN, these people infuriate me. <laughs> they pushed, they've pushed all kind of hoaxes. They pushed the, the Russia hoax. They had us to believe that candidate Donald Trump was in the pocket of Vladimir Putin when it's the farthest thing from the truth. They've had us following this COVID, all this COVID, all the COVID lies. They've been, the media's been covering for China, going after and destroying Brett Kavanaugh over fake allegations. This same media pushed the, the Jesse Smollett hoax, another hoax, imagine that. They went down to, um, the NASCAR track in Alabama, Talladega. The media swarmed down there because, what's his name, Bubba Wallace? <laughs> Bubba Wallace told, the, told America that a noose was hanging in his garage of his NASCAR garage. In the bay of his NASCAR garage was hanging a noose, like a KKK noose. The media swarms. They spread the propaganda. It turns out he just made that up out of thin air. And the media, they push all this. They get everybody all stirred up. They got everybody's neighbors going, oh, man, the KKK is making a comeback. <laughs> and it's the farthest thing from the truth. And so that, that, that's, that, that's the media in context. And I could go on for another 30 minutes about all the hoaxes that they've spread across this country. All right, but I'll save you the, the agony. My point is, I've got all these reasons to not like CNN. I've got all these reasons to not like it, not like MSNBC. But I would never promote and push the idea of taking them off the public airwaves because I don't like what they're saying or even because they're pushing lies. Because just as quickly as I could somehow make that logical argument to you, the audience, people on the other side that don't like me and don't like what I'm saying can whip that thing around and turn it on me. They can find one thing I've said out of 300 hours of broadcasting and go, looky there, Wildman's spreading misinformation. Let's take him off the public airwaves. You see how this works? That is why our founding fathers, in all their wisdom, wrote and documented and put in dry ink a First Amendment. A First Amendment that is aimed at protecting America and allowing people like you and me to speak freely about what's going on in our country. And so we need the First Amendment. And, you know, there's all this talk from Washington and 
all these state legislatures and all these talking heads about disinformation. Well, we need to get rid of disinformation. Well, you better be careful who you listen, who's saying that. Because the people that, that talk about how we need to get rid of disinformation, how we need to end the days of misinformation, often those are the same people that are spreading the disinformation. Facebook, Twitter, our own FBI. Talk about spreading disinformation. And so you just got to be very careful here. And we need to protect the First Amendment. And one thing that's really missing out of all of this is the responsibility of American adults in being able to discern what is truth and what is fiction. We don't need the government. We don't need some bureaucrat. We honestly don't need Jack Dorsey, even though he's not even over Twitter anymore. We don't need, you and I don't need Mark Zuckerberg to be our filter to tell us what's true and what's not. What happened to the days where Americans, where mature adults, can consume information, can consume news from multiple places, multiple outlets, and then we piece it all together and we figure out who's telling the truth, who is reporting things accurately. That's where the responsibility should lie. And over time, it will come, it'll turn out that we'll figure out which outlets are telling the truth. Is American Family News reporting the truth to the public? Is CNN still spreading their propaganda? Are they still spreading all their lies? Yeah, well, I'm just not going to watch CNN anymore. That doesn't mean CNN should lose its license to broadcast publicly. All right, that is a very very dangerous path to go down and that's reason number 7,835 as to why Gigi Son should not be FCC commissioner we need to preserve the first amendment so we can have this show on the air the views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio